Hello and welcome to another fantastic, thankful, filled, pie and turkey endorsed episode <laughs> of Game Over. I am, of course, your father son, the goalie host, I'm Fazler, joined by faithful squad mates in the studio, Adam Fazler and Matthew Manny. How are you doing, Lance? Doing good. Very yeah. full. Excellent. <laughs> and we're about to be full. Yeah, we're about to be. <laughs> so we, uh, we, took a, we took a little break, got out of cooking. To come here, I did some cooking yesterday, so I contributed. Adam did some buying yesterday, so yes. you also contributed. Yeah, it all counts. Um, but yes, welcome to Game Over, the premier video game show hosted by Jubas and a Third Guy, only on one one point five, only live on one one point five UMFM and UMFM.com. You can find us on podcasts and pretty much every podcasting app that exists, not named Spotify, but our favorites are Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, and because they're our favorites, for no real reason in particular. But you can find the links to them on our Facebook page. Game over, no, facebook.com slash game over UMFM. We are going to be doing a nice power hour episode of Game Over this week. And uh, we thought, you know what? We talked for Pokemon for like an hour last week. You know what people like? Us doing the same thing two weeks in a <laughs> row. Actually, it's funny. On our podcasting apps, I can, see the, I can see the data. And actually, our most viewed episode ever was entitled... I know, I know, still Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> so genuinely, there might be some sort of strange taste for us just to, you know... Continue to ramble on the Continuing topic. to go on the same thing. I guess if people like it, then people like it. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like Pokemon, at, it's only the biggest media franchise of all time. You know, only it's only the biggest media. Probably so, heard of it. You've yeah. probably heard of it. You probably have some thoughts about it. You probably are at least on the most we're looking for on the periphery interested in what we have to say. But before then, we're going to go political. You know, we like getting political here on this. But I think it's good when we can go political and uh, we can all just shake our fists at the man. And this week, and even I think it actually happened last week before we were on air, but we didn't talk about it. But the man in this case is Blizzard. I'm assuming you guys are at least a little bit keeping up with yeah. the Blizzard. Yes. <laughs> the Blizzard of Blizzard news. Yeah. Yes. So, and by when I say Blizzard, I do not mean the Blizzard of Winnipeg from October tenth, twenty nineteen. No, I'm talking about the Blizzard of terrible PR that Blizzard, the company, is receiving. Basically, if I have the details straight, there's a Hearthstone player. I forget his name. Yeah, um, it's it's not like an actual name. It's like a, a tag. A handle, yeah. yeah, it's a handle. Maybe we'll look that up in order to be more scientifically accurate. Maybe we won't. Who knows? But basically, he was doing an interview about Hearthstone at a tournament, and in that interview, he said, either he directly said, like, Free Hong Kong, or he said something akin to Free Hong Kong, or was in that general, because, of course, the Hong Kong riots are ongoing. Yes. Um, And then, so, in return, what Blizzard did was they uh, suspended him for a full year, and they they kept his prize money. They said, you don't get that money because you've broken our terms and conditions. They also suspended the announcers who were there for no clear reason for a full year. There was unbelievable internet backlash. Yeah. Um, the likes of, I mean, this is the kind of thing that we all want, right? Like, there's not too many people, I think, who are on the ground level, you know, just consumers who are pro-China controlling companies yeah. you know like this is something that we can all kind of unify behind and we did and we all said f you blizzard and then they made a statement a few days ago which basically says it has nothing to do with china or the fact that we make a ton of money overseas it has to do with in the terms and conditions of his contract as a player he was supposed to be only be talking about 
um, the game at the game tournaments. And uh, we at Blizzard believe that everyone can say what they want to believe, and we believe in free speech, blah, 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 blah. And so what they did was they they reevaluated, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they only suspended him for six months, and they returned his prize money. And then they uh, reduced the suspension on the... Announcers. Um, yeah, I think they're called shoutcasters, technically, but Shout- announcers. Yeah, whatever. Um, the play-by-play guys. They yeah. reduced this, the suspension on those two guys to six months as well. Um, how do you guys feel about this? I'm kind of glad it happened. Oh, really? Um, not in a, you know, human rights are violated sort of way, but in a, like, this is, and this is a thing that we struggle with a lot, especially in the video game industry, where so much of our, um, so much of our exposure is directly related to these big companies, but it's nice to see... You know, because all of them make, you know, they, they do something for Pride Month and Black History Month and whatever and whatever. And all of that is, you know, it, it's it's nice and it's probably better that they do it than don't do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I like it when these sorts of things happen and everyone who's even been slightly taken in by Blizzard, you know, recoloring their flag for Pride Month realizes, oh no, they don't actually give a crap about any of this. Yeah. They are really only concerned with their bottom line and like... In, to a point that should be obvious, they're a business. The only the only reason they do anything is to make money. That is the point of them. Um, and so I think it's if nothing else, what I'm hoping that people will take away from this is to stop trying to humanize a corporation because America made them legally pe- people, and look how that worked out for them. I think it was um, a French teacher that I believe all of us had that said um, all organizations or all corporations or all like businesses or whatever it was are intrinsically evil in that they're all at the end of the day. It doesn't care about any individual person. A corporation is always trying to serve its own self-interest no matter the cost. And that will basically that was his point will always lead to some sort of um pushing human well-being to the wayside you know no one is bigger than the corporation i think this is a good example of that yeah i I totally agree matt what do you think yeah i'm i'm kind of in in the same boat as adam like i am disappointed but not surprised that blizzard would do something like this i'm not like shocked i I wasn't shocked when i heard the news um i think it's disgusting by blizzard that they would do this um and they're not the only company that has there's been like other things that have come out similar to this yeah. you know there was a an nba owner who was i think got into like legal trouble with the league for like liking a tweet oh yeah yeah that was like vaguely supportive of that kind of thing um and it's fans it's, have been asked to leave nba games because they're wearing support hong kong shirts. yeah yeah so it's i mean they're not they're not the only ones um but for me to even to get the backlash and then go back and change it but to still suspend the guy for six months mm-hmm. is like, you know, maybe the original was like a miscalculated whatever. And then you go back and they're like, no, no, no. Okay. This backlash will like walk this back. But like, hey, still no, you can't do that. And it's like, I don't know. That's almost worse mm-hmm. yeah. to me. Because <laughs> now they've pissed off both the internet and China. Yeah. So it's like you've made nobody happy. Well done. Yeah. I mean... They're not. They're not gonna not bow to China. They're still partially owned by Tencent. Yeah. So, but no, I think pretty much all of this stuff is like is totally disgusting, and I'm 
disappointed but not surprised by pretty much every company that's basically done what Blizzard has done so far. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, we're not a sports okay. show, so we don't have to go down the NBA road, but they're definitely dealing with their own firestorm on it too. And you know, it's like certain players have commented on how much they like China, and, and you know, we're, I don't think University of Manitoba is owned in a part by China, so yeah, uh, we support <laughs> Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, go Hong Kong, like keep fighting because the Chinese government, the way that's treating you, the reports we're seeing are awful. You know, so for a guy who we all, I mean, we all, it's, it's it's terrible. Whenever someone speaks out like this, you know, you could, probably the most famous example is like Colin Kaepernick, and now we're getting way off topic, but yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. where someone uses the fact that they have a pedestal to make a point. And this is, like, in the grand scale of things, it's such a smaller version of that. Yeah. But I I still totally support people doing that. Like, the, you say, occasionally you see people on Twitter, like when Blake Wheeler will tweet about, like, Donald Trump or something like that, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, man, stick to hockey. No, he's a citizen. I know you're yeah. following him because he's, he's a, a big, hockey player. He, he's but yeah. A, yeah, but like that's on you. You don't have to follow him. You don't have to listen to what he says. But he doesn't lose any rights to speak up because he's a celebrity. It's the same deal with this guy. He doesn't lose his. He's not going to become a corporate puppet. Mm-hmm. Props to him. It's embarrassing that I haven't looked up his name yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, we're kind of rushed here. Forget his actual name, but his uh, in-game name is Blitz Chung. That's the there one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, props to Blitz Chung. You know, I, I it's it's. Yeah, it makes me feel gross. It makes me feel good that I didn't rebuy Overwatch, for one. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't buy it, and I think I'm going to be in one of those. I mean, full disclosure, I didn't really play World of Warcraft ever. I didn't get into Hearthstone. You know, barely yeah. played Overwatch. Um, what's the other big one? I'm missing like Diablo, Starcraft, Starcraft Diablo. 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 Yes, yeah. yeah, so Blizzard is an enormous company, and surely by coincidence, they most of their major IPs have missed me. So for me to say I'm not going to give Blizzard another dime is not a huge sacrifice. Yeah. But there have been, I've seen a lot of people, especially in the um, Blizzard Reddit page, who are like, I've been playing World of Warcraft religiously for like the past 13 years. I just canceled my subscription today. And I'm like, yeah, that's where you hurt them. And the, and the way that Adam was talking yeah. about, this is just a corporation. They're just here to make money. But if you wanted them to take a stand... That stand has to be about money. And so yeah. you have to take away your money when you don't support Well, and essentially doing. that's it, is you have to make it more expensive for them to support China than to not support China. Exactly. And the fact, they took away the guy's prize money. That's what's so insane. Like, if they said, hey, like, low-key, we might agree with you. It's not about that. I mean, first of all, they took way too long to draft the statement. They should have yeah. had a statement, like, prepared with the suspension, quite frankly. Yeah. But for them to go, hey, you know... It's totally okay that you think what you do. You're allowed to have your own opinions, but you did sign a contract. It says right here you've broken your contract, so we're going to have to suspend you. Um, but don't take the guy's prize money. For God. Like, he already won it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And they were trying to revoke the stuff he'd already won yeah. for the previous year, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's just madness. It's hard to imagine them handling it worse, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only bit of it that surprises me. It doesn't surprise me at all that they supported China. What surprises me is how poorly they did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know if we had, like, the Blizzard CEO who made the statement in the room with us, he would probably say, he would probably keep hammering on the thing. It's like, it's not about supporting China. It's not about supporting. Yeah, but that's what the narrative is now, because you let it get that way. Yeah. Like, you let it take that spin because you suppress someone who was speaking up against it and you've made no ugh, it you know, it makes yeah. you feel gross yeah and unfortunately it's not likely to change no just now i looked up uh, blizzard's um stock over the last month oh yeah Has right it- when it comes up there is a sharp drop of about four percent and since then it's regained about two and a half percent of that man so yeah. like 
Okay. Not, you know, one and a half percent for a company that big is still a lot of money, but like, you know, yeah. it's a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's move on to something that's not quite as depressing. Um, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We're going to be talking probably probably for the majority of the show. I mean, I know we've been playing a little bit of things. I played a little bit of Octopath Traveler. I know Matt's been playing some stuff. Adam's been playing some stuff. But I do want to devote most of the show to Pokemon because it's, again, as we said earlier, mostly jokingly, but it's also true. It is the biggest media franchise in the world. And they're having the next major release coming up. And I, I went back and I watched a few more of the Game Informer um, videos because they have an exclusive. It's their cover story. So they've gone to Game Freak and they've done a lot of interviews. And in addition to just some basic stuff, there's also, like, mechanical stuff. There's also some things that I thought would be pretty interesting discussion points that were, like, maybe minor features of the videos, but I thought were really interesting just to spark conversation. Okay. So I went through and I got, a, I've got a few of them. First of all, you know how we mocked the fact that Zacian and Zamazenta are just Cyan and Magenta? We're like, yeah. it can't possibly be that. It is that simple. Yes. So they said that they wanted to get back to simple names, one Cyan, one's Magenta. Wait, simples, simple names like Zamazenta? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to go back to basics with just naming them after colors. And yeah. I'm like... I don't dislike those names, but I, yeah. I don't think either of them could be described as simple. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just calling one blue and one pinkish is, you know... Not I, great. I, I'm not the biggest fan of them. I'm, I, the designs, I think, could still have room to grow on me. But I wasn't the biggest fan of the names. Another interesting thing was that the art director for the Pokemon games is a British guy. So they basically, apparently, he had worked on, I think it's Genius something. and they were the Genius ones that, Sonority. Genius Sonority. They were the ones that made the side projects. So they made, like, XD, Gale of Darkness, oh, okay. Coliseum, other things. So he was working with them. And then they snagged him into the main games because he's from England but lives in Japan. And so they got him to help through the art direction to make sure it had a more authentic... British feel. Yeah, UK feel. Which is really good. When he, It was interesting to hear him talk about his homeland because he was saying, like, look, we have major landmarks that you're going to see on postcards and stuff like that, but I want, when you're in the Gala region, I want you to be able to recognize the fact that this might be like actual, like, a lived-in region. It's not just okay. a series of, of major landmarks. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. He also is, uh, he did a, they released a video, I think it was yesterday, where he drew Vanillux. Because, of course, as the art director, he's the guy who now designs Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how his, in his job interview, he had to draw a Pokemon in 15 minutes. Come up with a new design, draw a Pokemon. That Pokemon never came into existence. But it did eventually become the Phantom line. Really? So you like oh, a interesting. Yeah. But what was really interesting, and this is the part that I think we can actually talk about, is that he was talking when they asked, like, what's your style? Yeah. He said he likes weird things. And, like, Vanillux, Phantom, these are weird things. What he said he hadn't really done, and this is the part that made me nervous, is he hadn't really done actual animal-like Pokemon. And so, again, going purely off that, I mean, I'm sure he's not the one guy. Yeah. Right? But the fact that their art director is, like, Mr., again, seems like a very nice guy, extraordinarily talented. I'm not trying to make fun of him. But if you had to make one criticism for the Pokemon designs, basically, it's ever-growing since the first generation. It's probably, mm, they kind of don't look like they could be real animals anymore. Yeah. You know? And now their art director has been like, I don't really like drawing real animals. I kind of like drawing weird stuff, like Klefki. It's like, hmm, I kind of would like if you guys went in a different direction. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think it'd be nice if they looked more like real things that sort of existed in the world. Because in the beginning, Pokemon were, like, they were very much animals. They were very external to to human civilization. But then you get stuff like Slurpuff. Slurpuff makes no sense without the concept of desserts. Mm-hmm. Klefki makes no sense without the concept of locks. Like, it's it's very weird. <laughs> and I, I guess maybe they're trying to make it more that, you know, like, human civilization has forced Pokemon evolution. But it, it's very bizarre. I'm with you. I, I wish there were more animal-like things. I kind of... A little in between. For me, I don't really care what it is as long as the design is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, Aegislash is one of my pa- favorite Pokemon from 6th Gen. Yeah. You know, it's, a, just a, it's a sword and a shield. Um, generally, I like the animal designs more because I think there's just more of them, so there's just a the greater chance that they're going to be good. You know, I'm not a fan of Klefki and Vanillax and stuff like that, but that stuff has also kind of been around since the beginning, too, if not as much. You know, Grimer and Muck are just toxic sludge yeah porygon was like created in a computer um you know there's been there's been a little bit of it from the beginning although there's definitely more now um but yeah i'm definitely of the camp that like if the design is good i don't really care what the pokemon is i can like all kinds of the stuff yeah it's fair i mean it's like like i'm I'm trying i'm really struggling with the words to kind of describe it but when you look at the new starters, right, and they talked extensively in the interview about how hard it is to get something to look simple, right? Yeah. And I 100% believe that. Like, I believe that they worked really hard to get them that simple. But at the end of the day, one of the top comments on the YouTube video that I was watching was how to draw a Pokemon, draw a circle, and then draw the rest of the Pokemon. And that was, like, flippant, but so true. Like, you look at the new starters, and they're a collection of circles. And if you look at any animal, they're not a collection of circles. Think of the most basic Pokemon that we used to have, like Rattata. Not a circle, you know? I guess maybe Squirtle's head is, but Bulbasaur certainly wasn't. Charmander wasn't really. And they weren't circles as they sort of developed. Yeah. They seem to be more... I don't want to say organic, but I'm kind of thinking it. And even the ones... Like, yeah, I... I think that the simplicity of Muck and Grimer and like I know there's a bunch of them and I'm not a Gen 1-er okay I think there's great Pokemon designs through all the generations but I am a little hesitant about the fact that the further we get on the less they seem to want to be tied in reality they seem to be getting more cartoonish as the graphics get more realistic it seems to be sort of backwards like if you go and look at the original sketches of like if you, we were just cleaning our house, Adam, yeah. and we had like guidebooks from Red and Blue. Look yeah. at the original sketches. It's just like they were designing these to be like monsters, yeah. right? And now they're designed to be cartoon characters. Like I could not imagine a Rattata being released now, now yeah. right? Like the the uh, Alolan Rattata and Raticate that got released with Sun and Moon were like a little bit chunkier. They were a little bit more cartoonish. So I'm kind of I'm. I mean, I, this is the guy that they picked, so this is the direction they want to go in. But I am a little sad that this is – that we're not going to go back to a more – now that we're on console, we're not going to go back to a more realistic type of deal. Well, I guess we'll see what we end up with. Maybe they'll look good and it won't matter. 
Yeah, maybe I'm entirely wrong, and like I'm totally a big fan of what's the bird thing that we've seen. I'm totally a big Corviknight. Yeah, Corviknight. Corviknight looks great. Yeah. yeah, one of the best designed Pokemon's possibly ever. I mean, it looks like someone looked at Skarmory and went, "I'm going to try this again and get do it better." I've always had a secret <laughs> fantasy of Skarmory getting an evolution. Yeah, but I feel like it's top when there are some Pokemon that when they're so competitively viable already, it's like. Where's it to go? Yeah. You know? Since Skarmory you make is better, already, you're going to make it ridiculous. Yeah, you're going to make it broken. Skarmory is so great already. Okay. Um, a couple other things that were very interesting and that we discovered in the 20 or the like 87 rapid fire questions or whatever. Dynamax is a projection. Had you guys. Did you have Wait, any what? idea about. Did you catch what I just said? Dynamax is a projection. They are not actually growing big. It's a projection. So it's like Yu-Gi-Oh style, like holograms. It's like spoilers. Of. It's like Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what? I kind of prefer that. Me too. I was it, confused and relieved were my two emotions. Yeah. So wait, how does that work then? Okay, so let me back up. That interesting that that conversation was very interesting in that they're doing all these things with Pokemon, and yet they still intentionally, it feels like didn't have a grab like they didn't particularly have any interest in going into the minutiae of certain things like the interviewer asked them jokingly what's under those vines on Tangela and they just said darkness yeah or they said does Darwinian evolution exist in the Pokemon world we don't know like there are just some things that they haven't really discussed and so with that question the question was is this a projection and they said yes they said and the interviewer said so is the Pokemon on the ground like miming yeah. the actions and they said no they're somewhere in there Oh, it's just like a mech suit. Well, and he said, where? Are they just floating? And the answer was, we don't know. So oh, that's even weirder again. They have no... It, clearly, we're not going to get an answer to this. Because yeah. they, were, they were being intentionally vague on things that they weren't going to give an answer to. Yeah. But this one, I, I don't think we're going to better get a better excuse than... Yeah, you just yeah. somewhere floating, yeah. pinballing like the Windows logo yeah. on the TV screen. <laughs> like, we wanted yeah. them to be big, and we're not going to have them grow. So they're projections. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah. I am extremely relieved that they're not actually that big. Yes, me too. That's good. But. This is weird. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why is. Well, let's, is, we'll see how it gets explained in universe, because they'll come up with something. Yeah, it's an even stranger like horse to hit your life to this now where they're going to be projections because that if they thought that was going to be clear early on it wasn't no not even a little bit so yeah. is gigamaxing the same they just change your form but they're still a projection uh. gigantamaxing i mean to say yeah so i mean i guess we'll see but yeah i was curious to know if you guys knew that because i don't think i did not know i that. haven't really seen no. that be talked about at all okay the other interesting thing was they uh, asked about they were asked about difficulty will there be difficulty in pokemon uh sword and shield no yeah, have you ever thought about Maybe. adding difficulty? No. No, <laughs> they have not. And the answer was, people have difficulty. They can change their styles, their play styles, the difficulty. So clearly they've seen people, can you beat this game with a Magikarp? And they thought, good enough. Yeah. This guy has <laughs> You've found... sorted a, it out yourself. He's found hard mode. Congratulations <laughs> to yeah. him. So I'm not sure if there's going to be any more or less hand-holding, because obviously Sun and Moon was brutal for that. Um, yeah. Hopefully not. But they did say that. They also said that EXP share is not an item anymore. It's a mechanic. Okay. So I don't think you can turn it off. Just all your Pokemon always get a little oh, bit I don't of EXP. Like that. That's a little bit controversial. Um, and there is autosave now. But oh. it is available to turn off. Okay. So 
that's universally thumbs up for that yeah, one. That's yeah, nice. You get an th- autosave unless you're going up against you know the Mewtwo of whatever this is, or you're trying to catch Sassian. You can turn autosave off, keep rerolling until you get the one with like the perfect IVs or the yeah. perfect nature or whatever, yeah. and don't have to worry about it. But autosave took them long enough. Good for you. Okay, so here are a couple other things, and then I want to get your I guess I assigned you guys some homework. Um, but there are two other things that I thought were very interesting. Nintendo never asked Game Freak to make a Pokemon game on a console before. Isn't that surprising? Yes. I mean, no, because it hasn't happened, but yes. Yeah. You'd think that at some point they might have been like, this we thing selling like hotcakes. Do you guys have any interest? But no. Yeah, no. The two guys they interviewed, the game director has been around Game Freak since Ruby and Sapphire, and they also had Masuda, who's been around since the very beginning. So... There's like three entities here, right? There's the Pokemon company, which kind of manages basically Pokemon. There's Nintendo, which obviously is the beer conglomerate. And then there's Game Freak, which is almost an indie developer. Because here's the crazy thing. They used to be about 100 people, which is tiny for the biggest franchise in the world. For Sword and Shield, they expanded to about 200, they said. And then with contractors, you know, like you could expand it with other things. It's quite a bit larger than that. But still nowhere near the size of any other AAA developer. Oh. And they seem to have no desire to grow. So here's my question to you. Should they, and then if they're getting tired of this, because it kind of seems like they are, like they were also asked, how much do you want to do something else? Yeah. Should the next game not be made by Game Freak? Should Daddy and Nintendo come in and say, you know what, we're going to create a studio specifically to make, you know, like a, a 500 to 1,000 person studio akin to like a Destiny or a like a whatever. Yeah. You know, pick your AAA game and they're going to make the next Pokemon game and Game Freak can go make whatever else they want to make. I'm very conflicted on this topic because on the one hand, I think it's very much time for Pokemon to have some serious changes. Yeah. And that's not going to happen as long as it's in Game Freak's hands. But I have seen what happens when franchises go to different developers. And with, like, one exception I can think of, it does not end well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now, if Nintendo is forming the company, that's a little better. But also, and I, and I totally respect the idea that Game Freak's like, we've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah, literally. <laughs> can we do something else, please? I mean, they have done a couple other things, but... Um, so that I get, but I don't know. I it it might be at the point now where the franchise is stagnant enough that I'm like any change is a good change because yeah. we'll always have the old ones to go back to, and Pokemon Showdown continues to be a thing. Um, so I, I I think if I if I if you put it on a voting ballot and I had to pick, I think I would pick yes. Give this to somebody else. Yeah, what do you think? I'm kind of the same. You know, if, uh, like, gun to my head, I would say yes. Like, let it go to somebody else. Uh, but I would stop and think real hard about it first. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would be like, ask the employees of Game Freak first if anyone wants to move. Because clearly, they, like, as a whole thing, they'd like to do something else. But there's got to be, like, two guys who have been like, this is my life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there has to be someone at Game yeah. Freak that played, like, Pokemon Red or Green or whatever as a kid 
and like are now a developer and finally got into Game Freak like in time for Sun and Moon or something and they're yeah. like real pumped to work on Pokemon there's got to be people like that yes um, so yeah I wouldn't mind if they just if they took you know a chunk of people from Game Freak to either create a new studio or honestly I'd be happy if they gave it to I think yeah Genius Sonority was the one that did um, XD. Pokemon XD yeah. and uh, Coliseum those games are great yeah you know I'd love I don't know how they would do for design and all that stuff and bring over Masuda and all those people but like I really wouldn't I think have that big of a problem with them giving it to someone especially a company that has already produced Pokemon games that I really liked yeah, yeah. I mean I'm just doing a little bit of while you guys are talking there I'm just doing a, a, a little bit of research here and so I confirm the Pokemon company here's what they're described as on my intense um, research on Wikipedia is the Japanese country responsible for brand management, production, marketing, and licensing of the Pokemon games. So, zero production. <laughs> that is yeah. not what they focus on at all. And then what I was really curious about, because we all know Game Freak, I was like, who the heck made Breath of the Wild? Right? Yeah. What's that developer? The answer is, that developer is Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development. So, they created their own little development team, and they don't exclusively make Breath of the Wild. If that's the same company that's responsible for 1-2-Switch, Mario Kart Deluxe, ARMS, Splatoon, Super Mario Odyssey. So a lot of their, like, really first-party stuff. They also yeah. did, like, the Star Fox games that came out a few years ago. A lot of the really first-party stuff seems to have been created by teams that came out of this Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development Party, or Planning and Development Nintendo EDP. Yeah. So you can't make a branch of Nintendo EDP dedicated to Pokemon and bring in, like, whoever of Game Freak wants to come over, sure. You want to get Misuda, you know, back a truckload of money onto his doorstep and say, here, be a consultant? Yeah. Sure, right? Do whatever you got to do. But I think this, I mean, who am I? I was conflicted. Let me finish that first statement. I think this franchise needs to grow yes. in an aggressive way. Yes. But also, who am I to go against what's become, we keep saying it, the most successful media franchise of all time? You know, it does sound a little bit stupid to be like, they're making all these mistakes. They could be doing so much better. How? They're number <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. So it's easy to criticize, but I do think that probably the solution is maybe, hey, be like, okay, you made your console game. What if the next one, we create a super team and create... Because, like, the fact of the matter is... Everybody on planet Earth who's played Breath of the Wild and loves Pokemon has made the comparison. Yeah. What if you made what this. If, you know this <laughs> if fusion? It makes so much sense. Game Freak will never make that game. No, that game is too big for them. They don't want to do it, and they think basically what they said is it's too hard to communicate ideas with that many people. I mean, Breath of the Wild did it, but sure. So yeah, I kind of think maybe. We like Game Freak. And they have other games. Like, yes. apparently, I forget they had... They like, had one that just came out. Yeah. And apparently uh, Little they, Town Hero. Little Town Hero. Apparently, they desperately wanted to talk about Little Town Hero um, to the Game Informer guys while they were there. So, it's like, hey, you know, we have to share the money that we get from Pokemon with Nintendo and with the Pokemon company. We also produce games that we like ourselves. And when they were talking about it, they were like, I mean, I've had ideas for games that I've wanted to make for a long time. We're just kind of stuck with this Pokemon thing. Yeah. I think it'll be a good idea for everybody. You know, I mean, yeah, if I was a game it. designer at Game Freak and I'd been there for 20 years, I'd probably be dying to make something else other than Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to do other things. Yeah. Okay, so that about brings us to the halfway point of this episode, but stay tuned. We're going to play a couple commercials, and then we're going to come right back with 
some crazy Pokemon ideas, and of course, another episode of Name That Sound. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another Power Hour episode of Game Over, the premier video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy. Only on 11.5, only live on one. Ah, I gotta get that right. Only live on 11.5 UFM and UFM.com. We're taking a full hour episode. The TV Talkers people will be back next week. And as you heard, if you were listening to those commercials, which I hope you were because you want to give our sponsors some love, but as you heard there, Pledgerama is coming up next week. Pledgerama is a big deal. Very big. For us at uh, UMFM. So it's a big deal for us at Game Over. And uh, we're going to be announcing the specifics of Pledgerama next week, but it's a pretty big thing that we're going after this year. I don't know if you recall, Adam, and, and I know, Matt, I don't know if you've heard the updates. But basically, we need a new tower to, like, produce sound. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we need a new radio tower because they changed some sort of regulation. And it turns out our tower is giving off way too much radiation or something like that. Yeah. And as I just hot. watched Chernobyl... I was like, that's not good. <laughs> not that kind of radiation. Yeah, yeah, okay. But still, you hear, if you, I don't know if you've watched Chernobyl yet. No, I haven't. You should. But once you've watched Chernobyl, any type of radiation, was, I look funny at bananas now, right? <laughs> because I know they have a little bit of radiation in them. And I'm like, as the, I hear a banana, I open up a banana, I just hear that little crackling and the Geiger counter thing <laughs> oh in my, my head. Yeah. And also, 3.7, not great, not terrible, is part of my lexicon. <laughs> God, what a great show. Okay, so we are back. We're talking um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're talking just Pokemon in general and gaming news in general. Now, we all know, last week I had a lot of fun. We came up with our design ideas for um, Pokemon. But we, I, Let me back this up. Let me try this again, rather. What we think the Pokemon will be. Yes. There's been another leak. This leak has nothing to do with the other leaks that I've heard. So the leak that I was talking about last week had some correct information. There's just been another one, so it's probably just a rumor. It's probably garbage. But it did have something really interesting that none of us thought about last week. And so since I'm not confident in it, I'm going to say it out loud. And that is that um, Grookey's evolution should be grass normal because all the sound attacks are normal. How do we miss that? Hmm. You know, I actually considered grass normal. I'm like, no, that's boring, and I threw it away. <laughs> but if we're, in order for him to get the stab from all the sound attacks, he would have to be normal, yeah, wouldn't he? he's right. Boom burst, normal. Hyper voice, Hyper voice. normal. Um, chatter, normal. No, no, ch- or is chatter flying? Chatter might be flying. Uh, but that's exclusive to chat shot, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, what other sound moves are there? I know there's more. Uh, round is normal. Sing is normal. Sing is normal. I'm trying to think of what else Explode gets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't, think po- I don't think they really care that much about competitiveness. It would probably just get all the sound moves and not yeah. have stab, unfortunately. I mean, maybe. I mean, obviously its ability is um, overgrow, but that's another option for a hidden ability. You do pixelate, but for sound moves. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the way not, to do it. Or not pixelate. Um, the thing that... The anchor has. I'm blanking on his name. Oh. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon, Steel Worker is option. what the, the ability is called. Oh, it just gets stabbed for. Yeah, it gets stabbed for steel type moves. And yeah, yeah you get stabbed for sound type moves or sound moves. There, done. Interesting. Because they already clearly have a category of sound moves, hence soundproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there, those are stabbed for you. Enjoy. I just thought it was such low-hanging fruit that all of us missed. I don't think it came up with the conversation once. No. We all had him as a musician of some sort. 
but none of us thought, hey, there should be some sort of integration yeah. Yeah. with I the mean, actual sound. I feel like adding normal as a type is just kind of boring. Like, if it yeah. starts as normal and then gets another type added on, sure. Uh, but if you're starting as, like, you know, fire, grass, water, and then you add on normal, it's like, why not just keep it the Pure. single type? Yeah. 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 Like, why add on that fighting weakness? Well, you get a ghost immunity. Yeah, so sweet, that. sweet ghost yeah, immunity. <laughs> but, yeah, generally speaking, nobody wants to be normal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so with that in mind, the Galar region Pokemon are designed to be Pokemon from the UK. We are a Commonwealth country as well. So, what would Pokemon that are designed to come from Canada look like? So we're talking about specific... I don't care. Maybe eventually, if this is a fun idea, we'll go down and we'll come up with like a Canadian legendary. <laughs> you know, who knows? Or what our region would look like. I know there are people who do that online. And uh, props to them. I don't think they've ever done Canada, but I've seen ones for like, what would an Australia region look yeah. like? Very interesting ideas. So, with that in mind, we need Canadian starters. Yes. We need, let's start off with grass. So, because I was uh, I was at a side gig before this, I probably have the least planned stuff, so I'm going to go last every time, and okay. possibly, probably steal ideas from you guys as I go. <laughs> I have general designs, but that's it. Well, in the, in the interest of going back to the animals, all three of my starter ideas are animals. Mine too. And they're all very yeah. obvious Canadian animals. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see if we have the same animals. So for grass, I went, grass types are often big and bulky and slow. Uh, so I'm going with a moose. Me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going with a moose. You could, you could start it as like, you could kind of like deerling to start like a little deer mm -hmm. and then get bigger and then just absurd antlers in the final evolution i had in my design you know and this is kind of fun we maybe like morph the design and come up with the best one um my design had trees on the antlers oh that's good oh, okay. i like that yeah, you know like torterra yeah 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 so it's yeah, that yeah. kind of thing yeah that's a neat idea interesting yeah just a pure grass type the whole way along yeah um you build it like yeah like deerling or like um go goat but better mm-hmm <laughs> And that's probably as far into the thing as I got. You give it thick fat. That's thick an, as fat. a hidden ability. That's a good yeah. one. I also went with a deer as the starter, although it doesn't end up as a moose. Um, so I went with uh, it's going to end up as like an elk or a caribou. Okay. Um, because I specifically wanted to avoid a moose. <laughs> um, honestly, no other reason. Yeah. I just tried just, to do like not this most stereotypical not the one. Choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for the final evolutions. Um, you know, sometimes they've done this, like, kind of cool little cycle where, like, you know, one is weak to the other, is weak to the yeah. other, is weak to the other. Um, I went kind of the other way, and so they're all, like, neutral to each other. And I did that by basically combining the types of the two. So um, my grass starter is a deer that ends up as a grass fire type. Okay. Ah. So that water is not strong to it. Yeah. It's neutral. Okay, like, everything okay. ends up being neutral to oh, it, basically. that's an interesting idea. And then it has, like, a four times resistance to one of the other types. Um, so, yeah, my final evolution is Caraburn. <laughs> and so, like basically, that. it's a giant caribou yeah. elk thing with, like, fire antlers. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, ability, I gave it flame body. Okay. Choice. And then hidden abilities, I can't... They're basically all the same. Um, so, they're, like, uh, enter the battlefield um, type weather effects. Okay. But for two types. Oh. Okay. So I named this one Forest Fire. So it yeah. basically, it doesn't do any of the movement stuff that like the, you know, rain and yeah. some of those things can do. Um, 
but it just increases the power for, in this case, grass, grass and, and fire. fire moves. Okay, that's yeah. an interesting idea. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, I'm just, did you guys have stats? Did you get that no, far? No, I didn't get that far. Yeah, so I was just kind of coming up with stats. I think it's, I think my thing would have like 120 HP. Yeah, my moose is bulky as heck. 100 attack and then pretty much everything else is average just to fill out the thing. But I had it as a grass rock type. You know, okay. great Canadian shield, yep. you know. I yeah. think it would be, uh, yep. this thing would be pretty beefy. Have, like, I have mountainous the... antlers with the trees and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, that works yeah, yeah. for me. I didn't, uh, I didn't think too hard about the actual viability or the competitive nature or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I saw that going. It's, so it's interesting that we're all in the same general area. I mean, yeah. Grass I mean, actually pretty good typing-wise. They cover each other's weaknesses it's like really Cridilli well. like Cradilly is well, the only one I can think of, and it's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, um, Grass Rock's actually, that's, that's really good. Okay. Well, there you go. Adam, what do you have? What's your idea for the water Pokemon? Uh, so I struggle with this because I have two other ideas and both of them are water. <laughs> so one of them had to be sacrificed. And so in the end, uh, my water type is a beaver. Yeah, same. Uh, same. <laughs> yeah, because of course it is. Um, and I think this one, again, I'm kind of going big and bulky at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he sort the the beaver has integrated parts of its dam into itself. Mm. So actually, that might end up water grass. Now that I think about mm. it, because that's the only real way we have to represent that sort of thing. Mm. Um, sort of furthering the interest of that's another really good defensive typing too. Like the only reason Ludicolo isn't more viable is because he's terrible. <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, uh, my ability—I forgot the name of the ability. My ability for the grass type is um, what's it called? Rockhead, where you don't, don't take, take recoil. recoil? Yeah, yeah. Rockhead, that's, that's a good choice. Either. Nice. Sorry, do interrupt you. Yeah. I just thought about that because I also thought about my ability for this next one. Oh, for the next one, yeah. yeah. So the beaver. So again, I'm. Uh, the only thing that I regret about that is that he's kind of looks the same stat wise as the moose. Like maybe a little more attack and less HP, but the the basic concept is you know, big physical brawler. Um, but I guess it's okay if they're consistently all like that. It's just yeah. your starter is a physically tough Pokemon. There, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think water grass would be good. The the ability that's actually I didn't think about that. That's actually interesting. What would I do with an ability for a beaver? I mean, I have spoilers, I gave mine strong jaw. Strong. Yeah. That's oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Just on theme, that's a great choice. <laughs> well, what's your? Let's. I mean, let's combine them. So I think that we all have a good idea where we want to go with the moose. That would also work. Hypercutter would be a good one. Matt, what's your what's your beaver idea? Um, in your I mind? mean, mine is also a beaver, which I named uh, Lever because originally it was my grass starter. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and basically, my final evolution, I have it evolving into basically like a saber tooth beaver. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'll buy that. Yeah. Also, the yeah. water grass, which is sort of where I got the idea to all kind of just yeah, stay that. within the three the three types. Um, yeah, for the ability, I have strong jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you know, yeah, powers so up bite really attacks for those who don't know. Um, and then I ha- it has the same um, uh, weather effect sort of thing for water and grass. I call this one rainforest, even though beavers do not live in the rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed too perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not quite. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so- I have like basically very, very strong physical attacker. Um, could have given it storm drain too. That would have worked. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Because I'm sort of in the dam aspect of it, right? right it yeah, stops yeah. water. So, hmm. and that's essentially I was like, oh, I'll do a thing that stops water and redirects. It. Oh wait, we have an ability for yeah. that already. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So I went in a very different direction. I, I mean, I, w- I couldn't not be this cliche, and so my beaver is a water ice type. Right. Um, to make use of the fact that we are get cold frequently, and yeah, beavers have to dam that's up. Fair. Um, and I gave it fur coat. 
Yep. Which is a borderline yeah. broken ability, but very few things have it. So I only give it 70 defense. So it's, you know, that's still going to get doubled yeah. to be ludicrous. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if you're going to give it cotton guard like Furfru has. Yeah, probably not. It would do a similar job. It's ice, so you could still wail on it with um, fighting moves, yeah. I'm sure. But I think water ice is actually a decent type combination that was overused for the first couple generations. Yeah. And I feel like we've gone a while without it. Like we had so many seals. You know, yeah, a little while did. there, and now we've well, gone a while without it. In that vein, you could give it thick fat too. It was between the two of them. Yeah, yeah so one might be like a dream world ability slash like a regular ability or yeah. something like that. Who knows? Not that the regular abilities aren't always blaze or torrent or whatever. Yeah, overgrow. I think is the last one. Overgrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm kind of sad that actually none of mine ended up being part ice. Yeah, I had to. You know, it's just it, yeah, just had to. Okay, so I think this is where we're gonna have the most differentiation. Adam, fire types. I think we did it in reverse order. Was your be- yeah, sorry. Did I ask water? The beaver was your water type, right? Yeah, the beaver was my water type. Okay, so fire yeah, types. Fire. Well, I didn't have a good fire type. As I said, I had two water types, so one of them had to become a fire type. So mine is a fiery goose. Fiery goose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because if there is anything that Canadians know, it's that you don't mess with the goose. Man, we didn't even talk about angry, or, uh, Untitled the Goose, goose Game today. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. we have played it, so we'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, no. fire. I, I didn't think about it any further. It's fire flying the whole way along, because it yeah. kind of has to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you give it scald. Honk of death. <laughs> yeah. Honk. And, it, you know, it probably gets a lot of uh, the sound moves, too. But I, I for an ability, obviously intimidate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it... <laughs> It, it's fast, good <laughs> HP stat, high attack, nothing else. Oh my god! But that's so perfect. You just you don't mess with the goose. Okay, Matt, what's your thought? Um, I went a very different route. Me too. So <laughs> I went uh, with a fire snake. Oh no way! Me too. For the same reason, the zodiac. No, or, actually, no, no. Coincidence. Yeah. So wow. I'm basing mine off Okapogo. Oh. Um, and so I have the the classic Pokemon fashion. The first one is named Ogo. Second evolution is called Pogo, Pogo, and the last one is called Ogopogo. There we go. Um, although, if it was really, if they were going with classic Pokemon design, you Ogo and Pogo would each individually be their like own little snakes, and then Ogopogo would be like two of them together. Yeah. And it's like that's not even a Pokemon. That's just two things together. I but mean, anyway, they did it with Magnemite. <laughs> so. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So mine's based off Ogopogo, which is a fire water type. Um, I came. I wanted to. I couldn't come up with an ability that like didn't emphasize one type over the other so i uh basically came up with my own and named it deep breath um and which is basically using a water move um increases its speed by one using and uh fire moves get a slightly higher stab bonus like 1.75 instead of 1.5 hmm. uh, huh. okay. the most interesting thing ever but i couldn't i yeah. wanted to actually have one that like basically didn't force you into using just water or just fire um, and then it's got the same weather effect. Uh, this one I called Sun Shower. Okay, interesting. I think what you could do for the ability is essentially you could give it a metronome, but back and forth. So it's like if you use a water move, the next fire move you use is stronger. If you use a fire move, the next water move you use is stronger. Okay, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, so it basically I, ends up as a, a fire-breathing sea serpent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, so mine was a fire poison type. And I went with the snake, first of all, because there's the rumors been running for forever that the fire type has been following the Chinese Zodiac. I'm sure you guys have heard of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is even further confirmed by the fact the most recent we got, one we got is a rabbit. So it continues to work well. Yeah. Um, snake is obviously one of the few things that is left on the Chinese Zodiac. And the Manitoba Snake Pits is the largest conglomeration of one species on planet Earth. I did not know that. So that's a fun little fact for you. So obviously we are 
despite the fact that we're cold, we're also relatively famous for snakes, which is why I went with the snake too. I went with just a fire poison type. Maybe it's low-hanging fruit to make a snake a poison type, but I feel like that would be something. I didn't really have a uh, thought beyond that. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. So now, I, I, now that I've been thinking about this since we talked about the ice thing. And one of the things that I like to do when I come up with starter ideas is to go away from the grass, fire, water triangle. Yeah. And I was trying to think of one that would include ice. And I think probably the most sensible one you could do is grass, ice, rock. They should just rebalance ice. Yes. Because ice also is, ice as a type sucks. They, yeah, they might. Right. I, I kind of wish that they would announce. Oh, and by the way, it's also firefighting, firefight, uh, poison. Sorry, because apparently Salazzle has been deconfirmed for uh, oh sword and shield. Yeah, so sorry, Salazzle fans. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I like Salazzle a lot. Yeah, yeah me too. It's um, good. yeah, it's a shame. But uh, I yeah, I think they could use a little type rebalancing. Like they did it with steel a couple generations ago, or that yeah. when they added fairy. I wouldn't yeah. mind if they did it again because like if you just look, I was watching a video on someone's best and worst unique type combinations. Yeah, and like the best ones is always some combination of like ghost dark steel with another type for whatever reason, and the worst ones are usually like. Ice, ice grass, yeah. yeah, ice, ice rock. Grass. You know, Aurorus is such a cool Pokemon, but it's but terrible, un- absolutely unplayable because yeah. of the type combinations. Yeah, ice has no resistances except itself. Yeah, it's terrible. Awful. They got to redo that. Okay, so why does it not resist grass? I don't know. Why doesn't it resist water? I get water resisting ice. Why doesn't it go the other way? Yeah, it should go the other way. Okay, so we are almost out of time, which means it is time for name that sound. <laughs> That's right, and this time it is an all Pokemon themes. Oh, God. Yeah, this one's oh going God. to be tough. I got seven oh. of them. Oh, no. And you guys might need, so feel free. What we're going to do, I'm going to basically asking specifically what I'm looking for per theme. Okay. I want you to let me know um, when you need a hint. Okay? okay so if you guys okay. agree that you need a hint, I will <laughs> okay. narrow it down for you. Sure. Where uh, are you when you hear this theme? Okay, that's a perversion of the normal Pokemon, uh, one of the classic Pokemon themes. Is this from um, the Gen 4 remakes? Uh, I'm not sure which game it's from, but possibly. Oh, you're looking for a physical location. I want to know where you are in the game when you're hearing this. Hmm. Are we on Route 1? You're in a building. Oh, we're in a building. Are you in your house? No. This is a building. This is a building. I got nothing. I do recognize it. Um, I'm going to need a hint. So if Matt needs a hint, I'm ready for a hint. I got nothing. Is it a Pokemart? It is. There you go. You're shopping. That's what you do when you hear this. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to pick old themes because I figure like the newer ones you probably just don't hear because you mostly play on. Yeah, I play with the sound off. Okay, what are you doing when you hear this? Oh. Oh, where are you? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've like sung along to this while I'm doing whatever it is. You're on bicycle path. That's exactly right. That's oh. yeah, the bicycle theme. Yeah. Very good. Yes, I've heard that a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> Hatching eggs. Okay, one Adam, one Matt. Who are you fighting when you hear this? Everybody. No. The champion. Uh, Gen- Lance? Not quite. Sorry. Oh. 
blue. Gary, blue. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Mac got there. This is, the, this is the Gen 2 champion theme. That was a trick. You know, technically, uh, it's from I red, think. blue, yellow. But uh, oh, no. that, okay. it was a trick question because Gary is the champion because Lance is the fourth lead four in red. Right. So that's why I was like. See, yeah. I was thinking it was Gen 2, but where Lance is yeah. champion, but no. Yeah. yeah. Well done there. Okay, so. Beat me to that by a half second. <laughs> Next up, we got... Hold on, let me cue it up. There's an ad. I don't know how this computer doesn't have ad block yet. Oh, no. You were so close last time. Is this Lance? No. Oh, just the general Elite Four. Not quite. Oh. It's a final battle. It, it's, it, so it's not hmm. a champion. I'll even help you out. Well, no. Well, is it, oh, is, is, it, it, is it fighting red? It is fighting oh! red. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Dang it. Is that three, Matt? One, Adam? It's three, one. Wow. Turns out the musician pretty good at naming that sound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I played a lot of Pokemon Silver. Yeah. I've, I've played these games with the sound off. This is quite difficult. <laughs> I know. I was even trying to help you out a little bit by picking these old ones that you were more likely <laughs> yeah. to hear. No, no, no. I, I definitely knew that one, but... Okay, so oh, these last three, uh, the last three, they're going to be really tough, and so it's going to be basically hard, almost impossible for Adam to get there. Feel free to ask for hints. I want to know who you're fighting in each of them. I'll give okay. you a hint. Ready for a hint? Yeah. Sure. It's a champion. It's a champion? Okay. Possibly the most popular one. Cynthia? Cynthia. Oh, yeah. There you go. That is Cynthia's theme. So if we get a remake of uh, Diamond and Pearl, we'll hear Cynthia's theme again. Okay. This might be my favorite one. Oh. Not a champion. Oh, I, oh I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously I've heard this, but... Okay, it's a gym leader. No. It's not a gym leader. Is it one of the evil teams? Yes. Oh. Is it from... Plasma. No. Uh, worth a try. Um, <laughs> um, magma and whatever the other one. Magma Aqua. Aqua. Yes, it is. There from I think this is from Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. That's exactly what it's from. Yeah, I was like, it has the trumpets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get that one. Okay, so last theme. So uh, Matt is sealed I can the make win. it close. So you can make it close. Ooh. Oh. This is still a who are we fighting? Yes. Is it an Elite Four? No. Are these Ultra Beasts? Oh, wow. Okay. Is it a person? Yeah. Yeah, it's a person. N? No. That's a You're close. Guy. Oh, the guy, what, gets this or whatever his gets name is. Gets this. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost said Garrus. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I was kind of helping you guys along on that one, but I know if I didn't that we'd be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, you get a little sampling of what some of the Pokemon music sounds like. Yeah. Okay, so stay tuned. What I'm going to ask you guys to do is stay tuned to our Facebook page because we're going to be upping it, updating it when Pledgerana comes around with what our Pledgerana pledge goals are going to be. But definitely stay tuned next week. It's going to be a half hour game over, half hour of TV Talkers. We might combine somehow to do some sort of sweet crossover episode with both TV Talkers and even potentially the Beyond the Panel people. Crazy stuff. But either way, in order to find out, you got to stay tuned. But in the meantime, stay safe out there and have a great week, everybody.